Jane. Welcome everyone. This is Freedom Broadcasters and I'm Jane Marquis, a naturopathic doctor and homeopath from Canada. Today we have Franco De Nicola, also from Canada, and I'm really excited to bring him today and his with his depth of knowledge and we just are going to have a great conversation. So let me introduce him. Franco has for the last three decades has shared his unique insights on the capabilities and complexities of the human experiences to individuals and audiences around the world. He knew from a very young age that his sole purpose was to bring clarity and a deeper understanding of the soul operating system and its complexities that we really don't realize. Welcome, Franco. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I get to uh, communicate with some esteemed people here. So uh, it's an absolute pleasure on my end, for sure. Yes. So we're really excited and always curious about where human consciousness is heading, especially with the recent developments and you know, the complexities of it all. And you and I have talked about how consciousness has moved into 3D, reverse 3D, and is possibly heading to 5D. So I would love to have you answer that. But first, if you could just give people a bit more of your background and how you've become so clear on these issues since such a young age. Well, I mean, with myself, uh, I was kind of, how, how can I put it? I've come on the planet very uh, focused on the purpose that I came to do. The soul that's in my body is actually from another universe that is a parallel universe that actually already made a lot of advancements. And the soul itself in different bodies, of course, not in the body we call Franco, um, was involved in engineering and designing new playgrounds and uh, also creating new physicalities. So Planet Earth's been around for a long, long time, just so that we localize it. And uh, since it's been around for a long time, every so often it has to get retooled. And what does that mean? It means that the planet itself gets reset and it gets reseeded again. So what happens is you reprogram the planet to provide a particular environment for a particular playground experience which is really an elaborate video game, if you want to call it that. But so 15,000 years ago, planet Earth was retooled to host a completely new form of physicalities and to actually encode it to do something a little different that hasn't been really experimented on or have done uh, within the galaxy. So the, the purpose was, okay, Prior to this, we had, of course, the Atlanteans, and then before that, we had the Lumerians, and, and there were many, many, many other different civilizations. But each and every time those um, civilizations reached a, a certain point where they were no longer uh, valid in uh, carrying forth because of possibly experimenting one direction or another, or the fact that, you know, that, that was completed. So my soul was actually involved with a team to retool planet Earth. It actually uh, upgraded and created a brand new matrix. Uh, the matrix, of course, is all tuned in to, uh, to all the other planets within the quadrant of the galaxy. We're kind of located in the hub. 
And uh, of course, they had to align it with all the planets within our solar system. And, uh, and then reseeded the planet. So the reason we have the multitude of plants, the multitude of animal kingdom, oceanic kingdom, insect world, reptile world, birds, and so forth, because a lot of them were all creations and a slight, with slight, slight modification and brought onto planet Earth from other planets, other playgrounds. Okay. So then when it came to creating a human, so we have to understand this body is only 15,000 years old design. It's the latest series there is. So they wanted to do something different. And so what they did is they took uh, the genetic encodements of 12 different species. They blended the ratios and whatever else. So they made five primary, seven secondary um, encodements and took the genetics. And then they created what we call the human physical form. Now, each of our DNAs are transmitter receivers. Each of these DNAs are transmitter receivers to that particular species that were the contributing factors or the contributors. Okay. So as those species advance and go through certain experience, it is filtered down or in this case streamed down to the DNAs. And the DNAs actually uh, make an alteration on the operating system of the physical form. Now, the physical form was a real marvel, what we call the human physical form, because it never has been done that way, not to that extreme. And also the way the body was designed uh, in a fashion, it was able to do something really amazing and self-evolve because it would be able to go from its original design, organic 3D, to go to four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. So planet Earth, uh, I mean, the, the physicalities were designed to do that. Now, that means the bodies would change, will alter to go all the way up to ninth dimensional consciousness. Again, it's always back to ninth dimensional consciousness because ninth dimensional consciousness is a level of consciousness that is expressed and experienced differently no matter where you are on, uh, on any planet. However, uh, you would be able to tap even further if necessary at this point in time. So that was put in. So we all started off in organic 3D and we had an organic matrix and the matrix, like I said, they were all linked. So any progress that we made and any progress, any other planets that were linked to our matrix would upgrade the matrix. And what is the matrix? The matrix is the main operating system. It's like the main software on your computer. If you have a Mac, you have iOS or something like that. If you have a, a PC, it's Microsoft or whatever it is, right? So it's the main operating system, but it's constantly upgrading because it's linked to all these planets. And so in the way it was designed, there was nothing that you could actually do to slow down the progress. And then what happened? Um, that was put into place 15,000 years ago, and it went un unchecked or anything of that nature for 5,000 years. So it continued to evolve. Now, the bodies were self-repairing, could actually grow back limbs if it got cut off or anything like that. It would not age. The bodies were, were designed to at least at that point in time was a, a thousand years, but it was even before that. It was 2,000. As, a, as an average point, it could go further than that because it could continue to regenerate. 
The bodies were also designed to host more than one soul. So that means one soul could leave, another soul can come in, because if one soul didn't want to spend that much time on the planet, it can go somewhere else and another soul can drop in. To create a consistency, there was a, a group of souls that were put onto the planet that were tuned to incarnate as only humans. And that is what we refer to as human entities. So you have the human entity, you have your multidimensional soul, and then you have the body. Now you have to understand, the body as the baseline is Gaia in its, in its unified, or what do you call it, a specific signature expression. So we are made of the same materials Gaia. We have the same sentient uh, consciousness, but it also has its own consciousness where it can grow. So the thing is, the body is not relying on all the other parts to run it. It runs without it, except that it, 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 it's designed to be to work in alignment. So it's my, you know, basically, so when you take the body's consciousness, you take the human entity, which we all have, and then the, the multidimensional soul, you create another one we call the mind, and the mind is the overall consciousness. So that's how you create that envelope. So <clears throat> here we are, we don't have to eat, our energy just comes from exposed to the sun, uh, through the air, through water if you choose to consume it and so forth. We did have a digestive system, but it was really not a digestive system. It was basically a system that actually could consume one item or one uh, group of items, which is fruit. So fruit, and the only reason we consumed it was to have an intimate connection with the plant life, but it was never to sustain us. We could do with or without, because at that point we got energy, like I said, from the air, from the, from the sun itself. Because if you look at all the other sentient components, if you're talking about plant life, what it does, it takes energies from the water, from the air, from the sun, that's it. And we were very much the same, even though we had the same flexibility. Our skin was also the part that picked up all those codes and energies and so forth and sustained us. So that was the original design. Uh, also the animal kingdom, there was no food chain. They didn't eat each other because in the original, it didn't require to do that. Uh, that was all the modification that happened afterwards. If you're looking at, um, you know, th this whole thing about uh, separation, ownership, control, uh, you know, uh, polarization and stuff like that, that didn't exist. All that exists is that there was a recognition that we're all one. We're all facets of each other. We're all very specific pieces of the puzzle or signatures to be able to, to, to work together. So the environments were always created in a way where, you didn't look at yourself as an individual self. You saw yourself as the group or the community as whatever. And that created a very powerful environment for everybody to flourish. There was no competition. There was no survival. There was no fear. Plus, we had the recognition that we were in charge of our creation and co-creation. So we weren't outside of that and not feeling that, oh, something else has power over me or, you know, I have to protect myself or anything else. You would just plug in whatever experiences you wanted to have. So that was the first 5,000 years. Then we had a, a particular hybrid uh, what we call reptilian race called draconians and Anunnaki's that first the draconians came, I think, or the other way around, I can't remember now, but they came along and um, they were hybrids. So they actually 
came from, because the reptilians are quite advanced. I'm not saying they're not. And they're one of our DNAs, by the way. But this inverted version, or what they called hybrid, uh, they decided that they wanted to keep and create something called polarization and whatever separation and all that stuff. So they, they were, they came to planet Earth and they did this to other planets too. So they came to planet Earth and they offered it as an opportunity to advance or make the experience on the planet more challenging. So it's like somebody coming to your house and saying, hey, you got this cool little video game that you're playing and uh, I can tweak it for you. I can give you a, a higher chance, more of a challenge to play the game. In fact, that when you do get to be successful in that game, you're going to be so much more skillful because you went against all odds to do it. So that's how it was introduced. So the 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 souls on the planet and all of the agreed to accept the, the experiment, okay? Because it was an experiment, accepted that experiment. What happened? They ended up bringing through um, uh, several changes. So they made changes to the physicality and some of the things they had to do is they had to shut down 10 of the DNAs. So you, we didn't continue having receiving. Then they filtered two of them right down to bare minimum. And then they programmed the bodies to operate very differently. So all of a sudden, now we cannot take this, the energy from the sun, the air, the water, and everything else that we, or even because we were touching your, your feet on, on Gaia. And uh, so now we had to consume food. All of a sudden, they also noticed at that point in time that we wanted to shorten the lifespan. So they they plugged in the program that you needed to age, deteriorate, that you can get harmed, you can't repair as quickly. You know, uh, you know, all of that stuff got put in. So to be successful with that, they had to bring in something called the inverted matrix. Okay. So the organic stayed, but they applied something else in between the organic matrix and ourselves called the inverted matrix. And the inverted matrix made everything work backwards. So what was true is false. What's false is true. and that was plugged in. Now, for for because the inverted matrix was rever it was reversed and not connected to anything, they had to continue to supplement it. So what did they do? They dragged the moon in. The moon never existed in our orbit. So they they pulled the moon in, and the moon ended up being a satellite that was transmitting and proje projecting and supporting and upgrading the inverted matrix. So that's how the inverted matrix was supported. Now, humanity, because of our innateness and our capacities, also had another issue because even with those levels of restriction, and now you're in survival, now you're in fear, now your emotions control you instead of the emotions enhancing you, now you have all this idea of polarization, separation. You're now feeling alone. doesn't matter if you're around people, you know, all of that stuff. And, and it became very intensified survival. So, but then there was something that was still going on. There was still enough of us to be able to progress, even though it's like baby steps, it was progressed. So what did they do? They put in this artificial intelligence in our, operating system in our left brain. And we call that AI, but that AI is referred to as ego. 
Okay, so the ego is a software program that actually allows us to support that inverted world. So what does it do? It creates a facade, an illusionary you, and then it keeps you polarized because if you look at the ego, the ego is never really prompting you. And if it is, it's bringing you into a false state, right? So it's a story maker in a sense. It takes any of your experiences, first of all, it labels it, then it defines it, and then it uses it against you. So it's always going to say, you're not good enough. You're not capable enough. You did this. You screwed up here. You did that. Whatever it is, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. And it it's, it actually became by, um, what do they call it? Uh, what's the word? Schizophrenic, bipolar, or whatever it is, because it can come from various uh, different avenues. So that came into play, and we're still dealing with that. And so the last 10,000 years, we went from organic 3D to inverted 3D to inverted 2D, and in some cases, 1D. And if you look at all of our systems, if you look at the governmental, educational, medical, legal, uh, monetary, uh, any control structures, leadership or whatever, it's all constructed from that inverted matrix. It's all constructed from that inverted world. So if anybody that's actually waking up, they're seeing everything is backwards. You know, they're saying it's this way when it's really the other way. It's always been that way. And that's what we're unraveling ourselves from. So this is kind of the process. This was set the basis, even though I, I got off tangent on, you know, how do I know this? The, the thing is, because I was involved in all of that, and since I've been here, I've also been working with the inverted matrix to kind of put some glitches in there and reverse it. So no, the inverted matrix is no longer on the planet any longer. It's been gone. It's been gone for over a year now. It's almost a year and a half. Um, the, the moon's been shut off. So the moon itself is no longer transmitting the satellite to support that. The moon is still there, of course. It still reflects the sun. It still has a magnetic field, so it still will move tides or whatever it is to a certain degree, but it's not impacting. So if you notice, anybody that's really been impacted before by the moon cycle, you know, affecting you in a very powerful way, because a lot of people, whenever there was a full moon or thing of that nature, they experience some pretty strong intensification emotionally and otherwise. So you'll notice that that is not as powerful. Of course, we're feeling the emotional now because of other energies coming in, but besides that, um, so that's all gone and it was purposely designed to do that. We've agreed to, to get that done. So we're going through a process right now, but a lot of the inverted stuff still exists. It exists within us and it exists within the collective of what we are, we're seeing because we still believe it's there. We still believe and it's still being perpetuated and nobody refers it to that. They refer it to the sense of this is the way it is right? And all these labels. And we have it in ourselves. How do we have it in ourselves? Well, the ego is still playing it. It's getting weaker and weaker because it's not supported any longer because it, it did require the moon. You know? So the only reason the uh, ego still has any strength because we're kind of feeding it amongst each other. You know, we keep, you know, playing, playing with it. But at the same time, while all of this is, is going on, we still believe certain things are going on. This is why it's there, but it's crumbling. It's breaking down and so forth uh, at this point in time. So I won't go too far uh, further because I, I'd rather have you guys direct it. So 
when I came here, I came in to reactivate the code. When I say came here, it's now Franco. Franco's a body, okay? Um, yes, it had had some modifications on a ship and whatever else from day one, but that's okay. But I'm just saying it's my it's the soul. This, my particular soul happens to be joint or uh, merged with 84 souls. So you're basically getting streaming of 84 souls. Whatever I'm teaching, whatever I, I've been sharing, I, I really is just a trigger what everybody already knows within themselves. It's just been so dormant for a long period of time. And in doing so, uh, it actually accelerates the changes that are, are happening on the planet right now. So, And we are going through some powerful changes, but I'm going to stop talking right now. Thank you. I love that it's crumbling. And you can see, like now, like just the last two years, you can see that things are reversed. Mm. And, you know, it's like, for me, it feels like movement to cure, that we're <laughs> moving in the right direction again. So yeah. yeah, and the thing is, too, with that crumbling that you're talking about, we're actually reversing the 1D, inverted 2D, inverted 3D to go into organic 3D and organic 5D. So when people say, well, we're going from 3D to 5D, it's actually not correct. We're going from inverted 3D and 2D to organic 3D and 5D. So those two platforms both exist now. That was also uh, applied over a year or so ago. So we have both playgrounds, but eventually the two playgrounds will merge and there will only be the 5D as a minimum. And then you can access from there. Right. So now we're in organic 3D, moving toward... Yes. So what's happened is we had a choice to, this is at the end of, uh, near the end of, 20, well, actually it was the end of 2019. We had the choice to step in either one of the platforms. So either we were going to reside in organic 5D or re reside in organic 3D. Now the organic 3D is only there for a period of time. It, it, you are need to be finished for it by the end of, I think it's 2030. Um, so you need to be completed with the organic 3D. Now, why would they put in the organic 3D? And this is just a choice, but all of our souls have agreed is because some never got a chance to do the, 3, the organic 3D because they only played the inverted stuff. So they wanted to get a feel for it. There's a difference between the two, but both are way more advanced than where we are now. Meaning we can't discount organic 3D because organic 3D has a, a certain level of consciousness. The only difference between 5D and 3D is how much, uh, how much input do you take from the body versus your higher self or being your, your higher essence or sourceness. So it's just basically the difference is that. But our point is to get to five and then move on uh, from there. So there was a window put into place. Now, we're also allowed to play in inverted 3D and 2D and 1D only for a period of time until the end of 2022. Then we need to be finished by, uh, by that time because we were only given a three-year window to be able to wrap that up. So we've already used a, a year and a bit of it. So we still have until the end of 2022 to be able to finish with the inverted 3D. So what are we doing right now? We're going through some major, major purging. The purging is we're purging the history, but it's not what happened in, in our experience. It's the label, definitions, and stories, and perceptions, and ideas, and concepts, and whatever else we apply to, because all of those applications were all inverted stuff. So... You know, if we have a traumatic experience, 
when you really look at it, it's just an experience. The only reason it's considered traumatic is because we took on and labeled it ego-wise specifically and using the uh, the collective that that is good or bad, right and wrong, and this is it needs to be traumatic. Now you're damaged goods. Now you got to heal, which are all distractions. But you know those are labels that were put in to keep us all bound up. But really, an experience is an experience. So what are we purging? We're just purging the labels. We're purging the definitions, all the perceptions, and all of the stuff that we applied about any of our experiences and to be able to be in our current state. Because more and more, not only is our body going through changes, but we're also accessing more and more of our consciousness. And what is this consciousness? It's an awareness that you are an extension of source. Now, there's two parts of source, and I won't get into that right now unless you guys ask later. But there's two parts to source. There's a spirit source, and then there's source source. And I can define uh, the difference between that. But anyways, I'll let you carry on. Sorry. Steve. You have All right. I had to unmute it. Oh, actually, why don't you explain source versus source source? Because that's a bit of where I was going to go. Okay. Like, uh, you know, in a, in a way, I feel like we're all consciousness having a physical experience. At some point, we're all divinity or intelligence or whatever the oneness was that uh, has always been here and always will be. Um, yet then you see a lot of dastardly things done on this planet and you go, well, you know, maybe the duality has gone too far. Maybe there's people who are taken, who have, uh, you know, taken it a little bit too far, but you wonder, you know, it, are we so far removed from source that we've forgotten we're divinity and is it all one level of divinity? And, and, and that would be interesting to hear. Yes. So, Source is a field of energy, consciousness with multiple spectrums of light. Okay, so it's basically everything that exists, everything that is and isn't, is source. Okay, so in that, it's, there's no deities, there's no, no physicalities, rulers, or anything like that. No, it's just a field of consciousness, a field of energy, a field of, uh, of pure essence of all existence and we're all from that source decided to to create two versions of itself so it duplicated well it's not actually duplicate within source field it created another field called spirit so spirit is source but spirit is source in action source in creation so to create elaborate playgrounds, elaborate experiences, rather than just being a field of energy and a field of consciousness, it wanted to see what it can use to create realities and playgrounds and whatever else. So the spirit part within the field of source, which is still source, went out and started to create playgrounds, physicalities, and so forth. So we're all spirit in action. We're all source in, you know, in spirit form in action. You can never leave the field of source. You are the very fiber of it. Without source, you don't exist. Nothing exists because we're it. It's like you, you, you never left. You can't leave. You just, within that screen, you create something. It's like looking at your computer screen. You can have multiple pictures on. You can have all types of things going on. The screen is required for you to see it. It's never going to change, but you can, the input or what is it going to look like, what you want to see is different. So that's what the spirit does. It's actually, it's like a, a, 
uh, screen of consciousness, energy, and so forth, that we will create uh, realities and, and so forth. So, yes, when we're looking at this whole idea that, you know, let's take planet Earth. We're not even going to look at the other planets right now. But they planet Earth, and then you say, well, okay, look, there's light and dark, super accentuated. You know, you got, like, powerful opposite end of the spectrum here. Could we have gone so out of source that now it's something that's destroying source or, or is it destroying the design of what we're experiencing? No, because all of that is still source. It doesn't matter. What happens is you, in the game of polarity, you you limited how much source essence. Now you still use the fabric, the energies, the capacities, but with with without using the rest of the consciousness of saying we're all one. So you have to unplug that completely and go into that whole thing. So this light and dark, really, or you know, conscious and unconscious, is still part of source having that experience. So it was an experiment to see how far can we go. And there's a code uh, we call a satanic code, which is not this deity of some sort or anything like that. That, that doesn't exist. And even the Lucifer program, it, these are all software programs, by the way. That's what they are. So when they created that, it was a an operating system of destruction, meaning that it will consume, consume, consume to self-destruction. And when it comes to self-destruction, really, what, it, what does it do? It no longer can project a form. It can no longer project a state. It actually just goes back into the field. It's, I mean, it still becomes the field again with no existence. So you cannot be destroyed. You, you either go back into the fabric. Like take the example, a body itself. What happens? It dies. It decomposes. What does it decompose? It just goes back into Gaia. That's all it is, right? It never ceases because it's still Gaia. It's the same thing with us. We're still source. So no matter where you're coming. So this operating system was to uh, to take over, consume, consume until self-destruction. And many of us have it to a certain degree more accentuated than others, where you will do a lot of things to compromise your life and until you get to the self-destruction, commit suicide, whatever it is. Uh, but the thing is, the world uh, was toned, tuned to that, the, the dark light thing. And so all of these so-called deities and all of these things that have been labeled as, uh, you know, dark stuff, whatever it is, they're still source, but at the same time, they are only just playing a role. So we have to understand. And one of the things I've, I've been sharing with for years now, for several decades, because I've been, I've been actually sharing this type of information now to the same degree I do now, because people weren't ready for over 36 years now. But... Uh, and even though I was talking about it when I was a little kid, because as a little kid, I had a lot of different things I could do that uh, I thought everybody else could, but realized afterwards that after I got slapped around a few times saying, you can't heal people like that. And you can't do this. You can't see that. You know, and I go, why? You can't see it. You can't do this, whatever. Uh, to me, it was pretty normal. It was just like a, nothing about it. Uh, and of course, I could you know, sense people's um, communication, I can hear their thoughts, whatever it is, and, and uh, you know, 
I mean, those are gifts and not because at the same time, people have pretty nasty uh, thoughts and it's something you don't, you're not interested in. But anyways, I thought that was normal. Um, so I didn't start doing this uh, work. Uh, and even though it started part time 36 years ago, and uh, I've been doing it more full time now since uh, 2005. Uh, well, it is full time. But uh, at the same time, all of this information I was sharing was to understand light and dark. It's not about taking sides, good, bad, right, wrong, light and dark. It's about merging the two because you can't fragment and have the whole because both parts make up the whole. So if you're going to fight the dark, you're going to accentuate the polarities and you're never going to get out of it. It's about embracing all parts of it. And then you become what we call oneness. You become unity. You become zero point. Source in its completion is in zero point, is in unity, is in oneness. So the thing is, with all this stuff that's going on right now, people are, see, this is the part, this is the tricky part. People start to awaken, okay? They start to see, oh, wait a minute, we've been deceived. Uh, then, of course, the ego is going to say what? Oh, you got deceived. We got to get. We got to be angry at these people. We have to. We have to destroy them. We have to demonize them. We have to do something with it, right? We got to fight. Well, it's not about that. It's about seeing that they're playing a role that you're not playing this time. You may have played it before. Who knows? Because we all play different roles. And the only way to change it is say, "Hey, I acknowledge the role. Thank you." Now, if it no longer serves, you could say, thank you. It's no longer required. You can now go home or you can now uh, merge with us and whatever else. And we can play the game together. So the thing is, you can have a demonstration. You can have, you know, you can share your point, but never demonizing each other. is It's, it's really uh, bringing them forth. If you love your enemy, just using that as what terms people call it, they can't hate you. If you truly do, if you're trying to fake it, that's a different story. Because when you're coming from that pure state of love, the, the other part just blends. It's, it's, there's no way to, to have it continue to polarize. Now, the reason that we've polarized even more now recently is to kind of stir things up, to see the two. But then eventually, it's a matter of bringing it together. Now, if you look at the world, look at all these um, players, all these role players, if you actually look at it, you almost see it as that they've gone totally crazy. And many people are acting that way. Why? Because it's the consistency and the hiding is no longer because they want to be discovered, first of all. Second of all, we want to realize it, that we're, we've given power to another way of life that doesn't really uh, match us any longer. I mean, it never has, but we've agreed to, to experience it. But now... You know, it's coming to light. So this is why some of the characters, the actors, uh, so-called, uh, you know, are acting up. And I mean actors, I mean people in different uh, authority figures, governments and whatever else are, you know, they're, they're becoming more transparent, first of all, because we can see more through it. But at the same time, they're acting out. They're not as professional. It's like they're they're really pushing the, the narrative to such a degree so that it's like, hey, guys, can you see me? Like, get your stuff done so we can get out of here. I don't want to play this this lower vibrational game anymore. Wow. So in a sense, 
as much as there's uh, this, uh, you know, divide and conquer thing and everyone's uh, egos are triggered. And, you know, for the people that are awake, we have a lot of animosity maybe towards this group called the elites. Are you saying in a way the elites are doing this like that they're, you know, they're pushing us to wake up like they're sort of saying, get on with it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you have to understand, uh, the ones that were considered the elites are considered the elites. You have to understand, they're, they're actually a hybrid, hybrid of a hybrid, because we're already a hybrid, because we already have 12 strains of, um, of genetic encodements. But at the same time, they're actually, that 12 is also combined with uh, half of that, only half of it is used, the other half is actually... A, uh, a draconian type of blend, which is, you know, when, when you actually see them shapeshift, they look like reptilians, but they're, they, they are uh, in a sense, but they're not the true reptilians, they're the modified uh, uh, blended. But yes, they, they know that they're done, okay? And they want to just push it further so that we finally say, okay, we're done with this. Because you have to understand, when we really look at it, they have no power over us. It's all smoke and mirrors. They never had power. We just saw them and put them on a pedestal saying that, you know, they got power or because they're working in the shadows or whatever, the unseen sort of thing. But, you know, more of that is coming to the surface. So for them, you have to understand, some of our souls have played that negative role. It's not a very nice role to take because you really have to disconnect yourself from that higher state of consciousness to be able to play it. And it's a very low frequency to play. And the souls usually that run those are rarely in the bodies because of the fact that uh, it's so uncomfortable to be in that. So they want to wrap it up. They also have the mandate of sorts saying, hey, it's time for us to ramp things up. We can no longer be that one hub within the, the quadrant of our galaxy that is way down there and still playing that polarity game because we've already advanced quite a bit and we're still advancing and you're getting way out of you know out of alignment in this case so we have to bring bring it back without disempowering us this is why you don't get the savior uh you know stuff coming in and say okay they're gonna fix everything They've made it very clear years and years ago, we're never going to fix anything. We'll work with you. We'll make some tweaking and adjustments. We'll allow certain energies to come in, but you guys are doing it. You guys are the ones that are hands-on that are going to do it because you become much more empowered by doing so. Wow. I have so many questions. I got to ask two quick questions. So is the New World Order... Um, with with all this, uh, the moon system of uh, the moon matrix you said is down, frequencies are rising. Are these interdimensional beings having a harder time even being here or, you know, holding bodies? So my point is, if if this new world order is run by these sort of interdimensional influences, is is, is it going to lose hold just by virtue of uh, the frequencies rising? Or is it is it is the World Economic Forum plan really going ahead and it's it's going to be a technocracy? Well, the thing is, it has the potential to do so, but it's really up to us. Yes, first of all, we have to understand the actual beings that were really of lower frequencies have already, majority of them already left the planet. The reason they did is because the energy of Gaia, the energy of the people here uh, was already too high for them to be able to feed off it because they feed in low frequency. This is the reason that everything is always being pushed for fear, survival, 
enslavement, like the work environment, whatever it is, you know. Uh, is it louche? Was it to create louche? What do you mean by louche? Like uh, what they fed, they fed off the fear. The, yeah, you yeah. Know, the, yes, okay. yeah, correct, correct. Okay. So okay. this is the reason that you, you, if you look at the media, like even movies, whatever, there's always violence, there's always uh, fear, and then there's the good and the bad and all of that stuff. There's always a horror or whatever it is to stimulate fear. And then of course the, 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 the mainstream media in regards to news and so forth, it's like, Oh, we got this new virus. We got this, we got that. It's going to kill you. You got to have this, whatever it is. And then also the, the stuff in our water, the stuff in our food, the stuff that we are injecting in people's bodies, they're all kind of dwarfing the, the progress of the frequency of not only the body, but the consciousness to be able to, to advance. So regardless, they speed it up. Uh, because we're in phase three right now that started in 2020, phase three of the awakening process, because the first phase started in the beginning of 87, at the end of 86, going into 87, which was the uh, convergence that took place. Then there was another uh, stage two that started at the end of 2012, going into 2013. Uh, and now at the end of 2019, uh, going into 2020 was the third phase. So we're in the third phase. So, but you'll notice not only the the Schumann frequency going up and up because it was pretty well straight across almost no changes for 10,000 years. Then if you notice from 87, it kept increasing, 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 increasing. We got into 2012, it kept taking even bigger leaps. In 2020, now we're taking like huge leaps. And you can see, I mean, even though we're not staying always consistent on the super highs, but we have these really powerful bursts of sorts to really stimulate for us to, to uh, you know, create not only structural changes within our physicality, but also stimulate our consciousness and all of that stuff that's going on. So when you really look at it, so yeah, they were feeding off all of that fear and all of that, uh, you know, survival and so forth. But now, you know, that's still existing, but it's mm -hmm. losing because it's, you know what, it's, get, it's getting watered down. Because first of all, there's many more people than ever before, and that's increasing, that are already carrying, carrying a higher vibration. We have Gaia that's increased its vibration. The, the energies and the vibration and the spectrum of light coming from our sun. The sun is no longer like it used to be. If you were around 30, 40, 50 years ago, the sun was a lot more orange. Now it's like brighter because it's increased its spectrum of light that's coming in. So, and it's giving us bursts. We also have an, a direct alignment that's coming in from our galactic central sun since the end of 2012 going into 2013. So that's continued bursting through. Of course, portals are opening up and, and different uh, uh, conduits and even the, uh, the ley lines and so forth uh, in the planet and everything. All of it has changed. So even... The underground, so I'm not talking about the inner earth, but I'm talking about the underground people that live there that were mainly beings and uh, lower vibrational. A lot of them have already been leaving, just leaving because it, it doesn't get enough juice. So they're getting weaker and weaker and weaker. So here we are, we still have fear. We still have certain level, but because there's so much from us, from Gaia, from all of the other sources, it's getting watered down. So there's not enough substance in that lower vibration for them to be able to flourish. So this is the thing. So okay. they're kind of pushing the last bit and saying, come on, guys, get it, get it, get it, so we can get out of here. Gotcha. And one real quick question. Um, relating to Agartha and Inner Earth and, you know, Gaia is a sentient being. Correct. Um, and 
So I, I'm not trying to figure out flat earth or anything. I don't care if the earth is square. I'm, my, my question in general, is the earth a toroidal sentient being that's a sphere with a hole at the top and a hole at the bottom and hollow earth is inside? Correct. Yes. Yes. And I, I actually did a, a podcast on uh, is the earth flat or round? So uh, okay. that'll, that'll be cool. worth, worth watching because it, it goes into more in depth. I have so many more questions, but I'm going to pass the baton. So thank you very much. Yes. And and the thing is, uh, we're also getting uh, energy from, um, from the center of the earth. So in the center of the earth where Gartha is, it's a, a large crystal. It has more of a bluish tinge and it actually emanates fifth dimensional conscious frequency. So the dwellers of that uh, inner earth is already very organic 5D and beyond. The energies that are coming off that, uh, I don't know if you ever watched, seen any of the old paintings and so forth and you saw sometimes people were blue, okay? That was because there was, those were when they come to the surface to visit, they noticed that they were there because they the, the skin has more of a bluish uh, hue to it. And we have more of a yellowish uh, hue because of our sun, because we're the surface dwellers. They were the inner dwellers. And in there, of course, they don't have the same climate changes and all that stuff. And when I mean climate change, I mean winter, summer, fall, whatever it is. It's, it's a consistent. There's no daylight or nighttime or anything of that nature either. But uh, it's a whole different uh, life life stream down there that's for sure awesome thank you very much you're welcome who's next M me thank you <laughs> thank you so much franco it's uh i want to i want to uh, go to the topic concerning the survival of the hybrid lines uh because this is the main topic what we are facing at the moment is it's like a battle question mark mm -hmm. in my opinion and uh, this is the reason because i think uh, during the past uh, what concerning my knowledge, uh, the Earth had maybe several times the chance to go in organic 5D already. Mm -hmm. And uh, the problem is uh, the human uh, the human being consciousness was not ready, so she so she couldn't go to the 5D to the organic 5D. Correct. And uh, the situation is that we are now in the same situation right now. And uh, the problem is that the hybrid lines have a problem to survive when the Earth goes in organic 5D and with us. And for this reason, they um, they, they make the uh, CO2 carbon dioxide certificates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they make uh, they make the um, the satellites with with magnetic around the globe, and they want to reduce uh, us to 500 million and to make artificial birth so that we don't have the consciousness to the creation and to the to the earth in order to support um this ascension process more or less you can you can say yeah so um the situation is can you tell anything can you can you give a comment on this what how do you see this how do you see the battle between them um well what they are doing right now also concerning with with the vaccine with with the injection yeah it's all diminishing and also the artificial intelligence is also very important and the, uh, the where comes the artificial intelligence consciousness from this is a very important question mm -hmm. and um how can we connect to this 
and what is the situation in the whole ascension process? So that's it. Okay. That's a big one. <laughs> okay. So the, as you as you pointed out, and a lot of people are noticing, there's a lot going on in regards to uh, dwarf our progress forward. Okay. Uh, yes, you know, there's the 5G, there's the satellites, there's all of the stuff that's being injected and, and so forth, the chemtrails, you name it. I mean, there's a lot of different things that are going on. And uh, this artificial intelligence that uh, is being pushed down where, you know, um, it takes us from, from a state of self-reference to being controlled. Uh, we're already experiencing that and have for a long time, but now they're pushing it to even further. One of the things I've seen, as soon as we, re as we continue to reach our vibrational frequencies, because this is, let's put it this way. We've asked for really powerful stimulation. This is what we're, the, the reason we're receiving all we're receiving. And, and then our brother, sister souls that are in ships, brother, sister souls that are uh, working with us at this point in time, are also have been kind of hands-on to take some of the destructive potentialities out. For example, for us to even use nuclear or anything of that nature, they've disarmed a lot of it over the, the decades now. We would have been gone uh, in the early 80s. Okay? Uh, however, they've made it very clear and some some of us leaked out anyways because people start you know certain people that came out speaking said hey you know we can't figure it out but you know our silos are uh things are disarmed and things don't work anymore or whatever it is but they worked on that um so they're they're assisting us to a certain degree and this is when i was saying earlier before the show is that they're monitoring they're going around the earth they're massive massive ships okay um not everybody sees them unless they're ready to see them. And if they see them, you know, at this point in time, they're not, you know, landing or anything of that nature where a lot of people will see it. One of the things I said uh, several years ago is sometimes if you look in the sky and if you have a clear sky, because it sometimes can be unusual to see a clear sky now, but if you see a clear sky and then at night and you can look at the stars and so forth, sometimes you will see certain areas that have no stars. And the reason that is, there's a ship sitting right there and it's blocking the sight of the of the um, of the stars and then you'll see it, it'll move somewhere else and so forth that's one uh, way you can see them if you're actually looking up at times however I've been on their ships so I've seen the technologies they have so what they do is they monitor and should they uh, blast it with some plasmic energy in certain areas to create a dwarfing of the technologies that they're using to control us, they do that. Only when it's getting too far up, where they are, you know, having a, a big powerful grip. If, if there's not that much grip, then they allow us to do it in the sense of our own awareness, our own energy, and so forth. So the, the plan has been done from a collective scale, we're not talking about the, the new world order plan. We're talking about that we are going to do this. Now, there's going to be a lot of physicalities with its all its compromisation cannot alter in those frequencies and they will leave. Either they get removed from the planet or they will go through the dying process or they just disappear. 
Okay. Remember, a lot of times people disappear. We don't know. We don't actually, I'm going to say this, but we don't actually have 7.7 .7 billion people on the planet. We have columns of those points. They don't light up and they don't appear unless you want them to be part of your experience. Okay. So I didn't want to go there, but anyways, we're teasing that part. But so with that understanding, okay, whatever it gets modified that cannot go through the ascension process, like they call it, which is basically really raising your vibration and becoming more uh, source conscious, um, then they those bodies can remove, those souls can take on new bodies, or they can, you know, come through another channel if they choose to do so and whatever else. We, the agendas that are being pushed is only being pushed far enough. Like, for example, what we're now, lockdowns and wearing things, it's just being pushed so hard enough, and you could see it already around the world. People are saying, no more, forget it. We're not listening. We're not going to follow through and so forth. What's happening? People are, are waking up. People are shifting and saying, wait a minute, you have no right to infringe in my experience. You have no right to tell me what to do because we're all sovereign beings, by the way. We all have free will and we've always had it. We were just kind of programmed to believe how to use the free will and believe that we weren't sovereign, but that was just a belief, just an idea. So what's happening? More people said, we don't care. We're not listening. We're not... Yeah, and, and, and there's in certain parts of the country, they're going to overthrow the whole government because people are just gathering and saying, that's it. We had enough. So more of that's going to happen and it's ramping up. So what's going to happen? You can't roll anything out like any form of agenda at this point in time unless we agree collectively. And it doesn't take everybody. It's only a small portion required because the thing is, if you ever look at the pyramid, the top are held up by all the different levels. You remove those levels because they're not going to uh, participate, comply. Guess what? It's nothing. It's gone. You could say, well, we've got to go to war. And imagine the soldiers going, no, we're not. Nobody gets into a plane. Nobody gets into a ship. Nobody gets in behind a weaponry and say, no done no more it's it's not going to be supported so when we look at that we have to understand that this is the process we're going so that we do not allow ourselves to continue down that path because you have to understand this was a great experiment a great experience but now it's time to get on board to do what we actually designed this playground for and why we even take on these physicalities to really if you really look at it, we do not even use a fraction of what our bodies are designed to do. Not even a fraction. We're talking minuscule amount. A lot of that is getting turned on. A lot of it is actually being reprogrammed and reconditioned. So for us to just drop in and say, oh, we're going to follow the agenda. Oh, we're disempowered. Oh, we're going to adjust to whatever the rules are. That is all crumbling. and. People are realizing that more and more as we go along. And this, so everything that you're seeing, the pushback, the, you know, even if they came in and said, you know, uh, military alert or whatever it is where, you know, everybody has to be locked in their family, uh, in their homes and so forth. 
people are I'm not going to accept that. They've accepted it already too long as it is. But remember, this whole thing allowed a lot of people to, to see things they couldn't see before. They've also allowed them to connect with themselves or spend some time with themselves, get out of the, you know, the rat race or the game of life for a period of time, you know, and, and dance with their fears and dance with their concerns and whatever else so that they can actually dissolve it. So doesn't matter how many satellites they put out there uh, and when I'm talking about uh, and so forth, they're actually all vulnerable in the sense they can be shut down like this by just one pulse. So it's going to stay active to a certain degree. And if it starts to get too high, it will, it will be interfered with. So it can't totally control us. But at the same time, the moment we get to a certain vibration, those things don't do anything anymore and all of it can be turned off and we can do that uh, very powerfully. And this is what's really going on. Now I've got all this stuff because I've saw it from the back end and I'm sure there's other people on the planet because I've seen some other people show up uh, in, in uh, some of these meetings and so forth on, on ships and, and councils and whatever. But that's the intent. We're not here to destroy or go to a position to destroy planet Earth and humanity. Because it's too much of a marvel that never got to really uh, go the direction it was designed to go. This was unique. There was no planet, because if you have to look at it, uh, every other planet that's out there, they don't evolve the same way, or at least didn't have the capacities to evolve. They didn't have species with so many blends. They did not have, you know, they're not at the core of, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying this was, you know, like it's, it's like taking, Taking, okay, let me give you a simple analogy. You got, you have a car manufacturer. Each car manufacturer is building their own cars, right? But imagine the engineers of all these car manufacturers came together and said, listen, let's build a car that uses the best of all the cars we have. Let's create that. And let's see what this thing can do. And that's what was happened. Now, this whole thing about energy and all of that stuff, this so-called free energy, we are in the field of energy. We already have the technologies and capabilities, not only to repair our bodies, but to, to run everything. But at the same time, we don't have to have the same type of vehicle, same type of uh, industries, the same type of stuff that is very backwards and whatever else. We have the capability to advance. And, and all of it is already in the waiting it's just because of the suppression to give more people time. Now, the, a lot of you have probably heard, you know, in 2012, 2013, that we were going to take a huge leap. Well, there was a leap, but we didn't get to harness it. So there was a little bit of a delay because where we are now was supposed to be in 2017, 2018. So we're a few years behind. But the only reason it slowed down was to give more people the opportunity and to roll out some other polarization intensification so that people would... Uh, you know, create a shift within themselves. Because the whole purpose of here, become empowered and now let's design a new reality, design a new uh, a new way. Because you have to look at it, the organic matrix is very powerful, but we're, we're not even using a, a fraction of it. Our bodies are, uh, are phenomenal. If you actually see what it's capable of doing, well, we're not using it. So we want to see what we can do with that. And that's the direction we're going with all of this. So for us to say, okay, we're going to go down to the demise, it just looks that way. It's just being pushed that way. The moment we turn around and say, that's it, we're done with that, we don't have to. And then the ones that don't come on board, you know, there's going to be a lot. 
that I'm born. Because right now there's only like 550 million people, uh, uh, so-called, uh, in bodies that are, you know, home base is is uh, 5D. There's like 2.3, 2.4 million that are uh, in organic 3D. The rest of them are are playing in that other level, but they're not even they're not they're extras. You know, they don't come online unless you plug them in. You know, type of thing. So um, they're soulless. Uh, they're operated by the main operating system, but you know, at the same time, they're just they're just there. Eventually, that that won't be necessary any longer. So yes, we can be in five D and we can play in, in organic three D and we can go and play with two and and one and inverted three for period. But our home base is still whatever you decided, and eventually the three at any time can start blending into the five. And then eventually, like I said, uh, by the end of 2030, that uh, organic 5, 3D won't exist anyway. So it has to be all merged into organic 5D as a minimum. And by 2040, so 2035 is, I think that's when the merging is, yes. And then in tw by 2040, we will already integrate it because at 2035, we'll all be in, in 5D. There's nothing outside of that. And uh, by 2040, everybody's already had integrating. So everything is organic 5D, 100%. And everything that's outside of us has already been starting to shape that way. That means a lot of all the stuff that we've, uh, that's been created uh, as systems and corporations, this and whatever, uh, that will be all gone. We will be creating something totally different, totally clean, totally harmonious with planet. And then a lot of the uh, species that have left, some will come back, others will, new ones will come about or anything of that nature. Cause that's, you could see there's a lot more species coming in. A lot of them are, you know, they're gone. They're obsolete now or what you call extinct or whatever they call it. But there's a lot of changes going on. So it's yeah, exciting, are, exciting times. That were a question uh, because you're talking about 2030, 2040, uh, because uh, there are many, messages out there who say okay it's enough we beam you up right now and um it uh, the game is over mm -hmm. yeah because uh, they say for example they are the 5d people and they want to beam us up because they say enough is enough and we are uh, it's coming so i think you have not this opinion so far what to be beamed off the planet yes <laughs> no no uh no. Good. Uh, no, that I don't know where that's coming from. I, I've heard the same thing from people. I've always checked with the, the teams I work with, and that was not the plan. So, in fact, we have organic 3D and organic 5D both uh, overlapping each other. So we, mm -hmm. we do have the two playgrounds. We can move around. That's true. Um, why would you remove 5D when, uh, when 3D uh, will benefit from it? All of us will benefit from it. And then it actually allows us to align with planet Earth. Planet Earth is not, you know, it's not like damned or doomed or whatever you want to call it. It's, uh, it's, it's a sentient being. It's going through its upgrades. It's going through whatever is going on. So this whole thing it may be more of a distraction than anything else because I, I have never been, I've never heard that from any of my so-called connections in those other realms for sure. And the ones that I've worked with. That's good. That's good. Uh, one question concerning the concerning the, the spaceships. Uh -huh. uh, what is the situation on the spaceships? Is this more, let's say it this way, because there are also many messages out there. Some say they are, for example, of the Federation of Light, and you have to be careful because this they are also more like militaries or uh, some people, yeah. 
this is, is so so many weird yeah there's so many weird information about that and yeah so can you clarify the situation how you experience it because then we have then we've got good knowledge yeah i'm not working with the uh the galactic federation of life because they are polarized and <laughs> they, they play all of that stuff uh the galactic federation i work with are all united and in fact they're not saying they're, they're light workers or they're they're from light or anything of that nature they're basically uh you know uh a group of ourselves that are advanced and uh, and when i say advanced we're all equal okay we're, there's no one disadvantaged by any means we're just at different levels of consciousness and uh playing in those levels of consciousness now they may have some more experiences that we you know other humans haven't had because of the fact that they've uh but uh because they haven't gone through those stages but they they have okay they're not totally 100% experience of planet Earth. So they can't, you know, even with the stuff that they share, they will share, but they always say, hey, you guys have to interpret it, not interpret it, but shape it to to where it, it it's more related to the human experience. Because we see what's going on. You know, some of us have been involved to a certain degree, but we're not there. We're not experiencing it, you know, personally. So um, it was always comes back to, okay, how can we, you know, uh, collaborate here where we're not going to uh, compromise any of that. So they've been very clear. So they don't talk about polarization at all. I've never had that uh, discussion with them in that regards. They never reflected it in any way, shape or form. So any of the discussions we've had, it's always been on the same path, on the same line. It's like, okay, we're, we're doing this part. You guys are doing this part. Let's work together. Let's collaborate. Give us feedback. We can give you what we're seeing. We can see the big picture, whatever else, right? So let me give you an example here. Uh, many of you are probably familiar to, with sports, right? So you have the people that play on the field, like in football, soccer, or whatever, baseball, you name it, whatever games are out there. Uh, you have the people on the field and you have people in the stands, okay? And then you have the, the ones that are actually, uh, you know, uh, looking at the game and, and describing what they're seeing or whatever else. The, the people in the stand could see the big picture of what's going on you know, what they're doing, but they don't have hands-on experience of actually playing the game while the game is going because they're not on the field. The same thing as the announcers, they may have a perception, they're looking at it, maybe they have quite a bit of skill set because of the fact they learn, they've seen other, so many people play and they know what they're doing and what they possibly do, but you'll know that until you actually get feedback from the players per se, it's never complete. You're, you're, so this is the thing is they're looking at the whole view. They can see the energies. They can see the patterns. They can see what we're doing to each other, whatever else that's playing out. But they also need us, the players right in the field to give them feedback, to actually, uh, you know, also uh, share your viewpoint of how we can, uh, you know, change certain things. Understood. Thank you so much. Awesome. Also many questions, but I give to Carl. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <clears throat> Thanks. Uh, hi, Franco. Great hi, to have Carl. you. Yeah, I've got uh, I got lots of questions, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure which is the best one to start with. Um, I suppose it's you may be here a while, then. Yeah, we could. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I don't particularly use the word five D. I sort of think of it as we all come from source, <laughs> and source is a timeless. Uh, and and there's no dimension it's a dimensionless right. realm right. 
And uh, just in passing, uh, the toroid, uh, my own understanding of it is, is that at the center of the toroid, uh, uh, it's a fundamental flow of energy. It's a perfect balanced flow of energy in the toroid. Correct. And everything in the universe is made of the toroid, even Correct. quantum particles to the earth, to the, to, the, to the galaxy. So we have source, and then we have this three-dimensional phenomenological world in which we have experiences. So my own understanding is that we come from this realm of source into the three-dimensional world in order to understand and to have experiences that we wouldn't otherwise have in source. Correct. Because we wouldn't have things like longing, hope, regret, desire, all these other things that, are, that we associate with being human. So um, I'm just getting to terms with this. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose that's that's just the way the way I see it. Where um, so when you say a five D organic world, I am interpreting that that is uh, the natural unfolding of the source field. Correct. Is it or, or is it the source field? No, it's it is the source field, but it is a a, a range of the source field. So basically, when we're talking about 3D, 4D, 5D, 10D, 12D, 22D, whatever it is. Those are levels of source consciousness that we will utilize in form, meaning that we plug it into the playground. That's all it's changing, okay? The other thing is density. Density is how the matter, what looks like matter anyways, which is all uh, holographic anyways, but what matter um, how much energy does it change, how flexible it is, and what range it has. So you're right. We're all from source. There's nothing outside of source and anything of that nature. And spirit, which is the extension source, was the part that said, okay, let's create playgrounds so that we can go have experiences or create experiences and then go experience it so that we get a feel for it and we can learn from it, we can grow from it and do whatever we want to do with it. Because source is always constantly expanding. It's not only expanding, but it's constantly upgrading its capacities through all of us coming here. So what happens is when we're in fifth dimensional consciousness, for example, we're now tapping into that cluster of consciousness that we're now applying into our human experience and our reality around us. So with that higher consciousness, you're now, because we're a creator, you're going to experience things physically differently. You're going to change, you're going to create realities that would be more reflective and less of what we've played in density and, and sluggishness of, you know, taking forever to do anything. So that's all you're doing is you're plugging in that fifth dimensional consciousness or sixth or seventh or whatever into now that does not mean that you're in say third and you're not tapping into seven you can be tapping into it but you're not bringing all of it and then creating reality of it because now you're what you're going to try to create will not match with everybody else's being there so whenever we're saying well we're in fifth dimensional consciousness there's a an agreement that we are going to start functioning and creating realities in that range now i want to make a point that same fifth dimensional consciousness applied on Earth will represent very different than if you go put it on another planet. Because 
the planet is tuned differently. The beings that are there, the physicalities are tuned differently. So they will create different realities. They will experience and learn from in a different form compared to what you would learn if you were on, say, planet Earth. So the consciousness is not just for planet Earth. It's all these levels are just sourceness applied on the playground. That's all you're doing. And density is the actual upgrading of the software, in a sense, that operates or uh, you know gives us this consistency. Matrices are required for us to be able to, to uh, experience what we see as solid or anything of that nature. So we plug into that operating system and we can see an earth, we can see whatever we're seeing. And you're right, you know, with the tutorial, everything is the same. Everything is just a movement. We just create something within that movement. It's, you cannot ever separate that energy. You can't create it out of balance or anything of that nature. Even when people say it's out of balance, it's not. You're just, what you're doing is you're tuning it down and only using a part of it to create that reality. But in, in fact, if you just drop that for a second, it balances what, it basically merges right there. It's always there. It's always merged. Right? It's what you create within it. And, and the other thing is we shifted from manifestation to creation, which is a difference. There's a difference between manifestation and creation. Manifestation is basically duplicating what has already been created, imagined, what uh, other people are already doing. Creation means that you're now creating something that has not been done yet, something that is completely unique, using higher consciousness, using more experiences, and so forth. We are... First of all, our core essence, we are creator. We're spirit creators. We are our own creation, and we're the observer of creation. However, we shifted from creation when we went into this inverted stuff into manifestation. And that meant that we were not using higher consciousness to create anymore. We used like a smidget. We were just manifesting, meaning copying each other with little teeny grades of up improvement. But now this is where we... We're shifting away from the manifestation to creation. Creation, now you're accessing possibilities that we haven't experimented here with, we haven't done yet, or even stuff that has been created, but we haven't even utilized it because we somehow can fathom that it's, it could be possible. Because there is all possibilities. It has some ranges where the possibilities are introduced in, in certain batches because we have to be respectful for all other aspects of ourselves where we're playing. But in fact, that's the that's how it works there. Yeah, very, very good. I, I, as you're, well, there's many questions I say, but as I was thinking the consciousness, tapping into this five, 5D consciousness and you're bringing it down, I was sort of thinking that's, that's an energy field you're bringing mm -hmm. down. And, yeah, and, and as Einstein said, you know, the part, the, the sole governing property of the of the particle is the field. Uh, and so, so when you when you change the field, the material, the superficial, I don't know if it's it's another aspect. The material world changes accordingly, and you have that in things like the pleomorphic theory, where organisms appear within the blood depending on the terrain. Uh, depending on the acidity or the pH or all this sort of thing. Yeah, and that's that's how it all works here too. Because the thing is, depending on the frequency of uh, of the collective and where things are going, things will appear and disappear. So, like it goes back to the question from before. Like we can have all these technologies that can limit us in a in a powerful way, but uh, uh, it only exists as long as we harness or are still maintaining a, a certain uh, part of that vibration and frequency and so forth. And um, 
because as soon as that that disappears instantaneously because it's no longer it's it just becomes pure matter uh pure energy at that point in time so the thing is when we're tapping into uh fifth dimensional consciousness it has a a, a more broader s- spectrum of light which enhances our uh, holographic projection but it also carries a lot more information and a lot more capability of using that information so that and then that information is harnessed by us whatever we want to do with it you know and we're still that right. sort I, but my other question is mm-hmm. is regards um, the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have good and evil, right. and um, uh, you know, and <clears throat> being brought up as a Catholic, I was always you know God's on the good side and evil's on the bad side, and God's always fighting evil. But then I found out later um, in the Book of Isaiah uh, that God created both good and evil. Correct, and that was that was a big shocker to me, uh, but. Not now, because now I see, um, uh, uh, let's say, the bad side. I mean, you can look at it as good and evil, but it, it's always in the eyes of the beholder. Uh, Correct. You know, it, it, so I don't see uh, nature working in terms of good and evil, but in terms of opportunity. Correct. Exactly. Uh, you know, you the big tree in the jungle goes down, the little ones take its place. It's not that they were ganging up on the tree. So the game becomes what is evil, what is good. And and the and and you start to lose the game when you get polarized, and right. when you find yourself polarized, it's to say, no, I come from source, I rise above it, and see the uh, see the the forces of good and evil as we describe them as really the forces of trans transformation, those things that goad us forward to 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 move on. But then again, you know, it goes on to other questions. I'm exploring this as I'm as I'm talking. Uh, so if you have that, do you automatically, you, what we call a higher state, is this just really just getting closer to source, closer to God, uh, uh, to the Godhead? Uh, so so when we rise above it, do we do we sort of fall on a on a better side? Or or see, I, I'm trying to stay away from uh, the polarization of good and bad and all this. Um, so I was just wondering how how that dynamic might play out. It, it, would that be the simple rules of the game? Is is not to see it as good and evil? Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I was starting like people like Hitler and all these bad Stalin who say they're bad people, but I say, well, we took out the wolf, we took out the saber tooth, you know, this sort of thing. We need something to counteract to to keep us going on because if we don't have that, we we. we you know, uh, what is it? If you make your mattress too soft, uh, you're going to deform your spine or something like that. And if it's too hard, your blood doesn't, it's not comfortable. Somewhere in between, there's the right mm-hmm. range. So maybe you could comment. Well, you're right. Um, good and evil is all s- still source. Uh, it's all a manifestation through source as we chose to to uh, create those uh, polarities. Um there was never a good and bad because it was just uh, creating an experience. One is a denser experience where it's actually uh, limits your opportunity and your freedom and one that you experience the freedom. Uh, at the same time, again, you have to embrace the whole thing. I, I mean, I was raised as a Catholic too. And, uh, 
I mean, just because I could see what was going on and even bring brought into church and seeing all the, the, the so-called not so bright energies there, I, I, you know, I made it very clear uh, fairly young that I would, didn't want to participate, even though I got dragged there lots of times. But, you know, um, as far as I was concerned, you know, it, I understood and, and I still see it today that it's, it's all part of that sourceness. And uh, we decided that at one point we were going to play with that and, uh, you know, project this whole idea of good and evil, because this, this, this doesn't apply in all playgrounds. This only applies in very limited playgrounds and it, it got applied here. And uh, so when it comes to saying, do I need to still live in polarity? That's just a decision that we make. Now the decision doesn't come from seeing it one's better than the other. Because you can't see it one better than the other. Because if you don't have one, you don't. The other doesn't doesn't exist either. Mm -hmm. So you need both only because we set the dynamics to play both, right? But in fact, neither one exists because there's only that so-called source essence, that unity, that whatever you want to call it, that oneness, zero point, whatever it is. So when people saying, well, you know there's the good and evil and we got to get rid of the evil and then we have to be, be, become the good. And this is why I was saying in the, in the beginning of our conversation here was the fact that we have to embrace all of it because that's all you, it's all source. It's all essence. So do we fight good and bad? No, you not only embrace it, but you now come to the point in saying this is no longer required because we're done with it. That's all. Look at it this way. Let me relate it to an experience that you may have, all of us may have. If you're fed up with something, like you're, oh, I can't stand this anymore and so forth, you will find that it's harder to move out of it. Especially if you judge it. This is terrible. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to get out of my relationship. I want to get out of my work. I want to get out of whatever, whatever it is. I want to leave home. You know, whatever the story may be. Or you may have a judgment of it yourself. As long as you're fighting it, you keep it alive. You're still polarizing it and you're judging it. You're giving it force. You're giving it life. Mm -hmm. But what happens? We get to a point and it no longer is appealing. And you get to the point of saying, I'm done with this. And that could be addictions, could be anything. Because if you're going to fight the addiction, it's a lot harder. But if you say, you know, do I choose to still have this experience? Does it really resonate with me? You know, I don't anymore. And it's so easy to walk away. And I know of a lot of people that I've worked with 36 years now that I've done, you know, sessions and so forth, not that I'm doing many now anymore. But once they embrace it and they don't have any more judgment of it, it changes. Not only within themselves, even the reality changes. Even the, the inter interactions with people let me give you an example. You can be in a relationship where it's polarized, for example. As long as you're fighting it, as long as you're angry about it, as long as you're demonizing it, as long as you're blaming, it's going to continue. And in fact, it will enforce. And it doesn't matter if you leave that relationship, you'll find another one that will do that with a little extra bonus to it, giving it a little more intensity. However, if you embrace the dance, 
you welcome the dance, you thank the dance, you love the dance, and you're in neutrality, meaning that you're okay with the dance, the dance changes. All of a sudden, the polarity starts to dissolve. Why? Because it's not being fed anymore. It's not something that you're creating this, the clashing back and forth. None of that is required any longer. So it dissolves. I've seen people that were victimized, physically abused in a relationship, and be in terror and fighting the fact that that particular partner was so physically abusive. Guess what happened? When we made some adjustments, they welcomed it and they were in the state of love and they got into the state of neutrality. That partner no longer played that role. In fact, the partner chose to leave. I used that example in a few of my workshops years ago. And I think I talked about it in one of my latest ones. But anyways, uh, I think yeah. the last one, 69. But so this is the thing. We, we can change all of it, not because we hate it. It's because we love it, but we're done with it. That's all. Yeah, that's great. Just, just uh, one, one more thing. I, I heard you talk about forgiveness uh, in one of your podcasts. Yes, uh, as as being great, and I was I was thinking my own definition. But what I really liked, you said it's even better than forgiving somebody, is to actually go over and thank them for playing that role uh, to help you along your path. And I found that really empowering. Um, but just in what you just said there, as regards. Uh, um, what is embracing it, uh, uh, neutralizing that energy, just letting it go. That's what I see forgiveness of. Uh, sometimes people see it as I'm a better person because I'm going to forgive you. Whereas I've learned to see it as I'm not going to hold that grudge anymore because it's sucking energy out of me. I'm just going to let it go. Forgive. Yeah. And and then it, it disappears. And it's not for the other person, but it's for you, the person Correct. who forgives, that gets the real benefit, I think. so. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, the thing is, if you really look at the, the, the true nature of forgiveness, you say, well, you, you, you drop it. You, you drop the label that was applied to it, the definition applied to it, what it meant, who did what, who did not do something. You dro you're basically dropping that. Um, but the, like I was saying, like you just uh, mentioned, is that if you, if you thank them, then you're not only empowering them, you're empowering yourself. And you now see yourself more powerfully as the creator. So it's not only just dropping it, you're seeing mm -hmm. yourself as the creator. And the fact that you are now seeing yourself more empowered because, oh, I gave them the instructions to play that role. And they were the best role player. And I thank them for the beautiful role. Now you're not seeing your, you cannot even plug in the idea of victimhood anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no such thing. There's no victim or victimizer anymore when you see it that way. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Grace. Grace, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hang on. I didn't know if you heard me. Okay. Thank you, everyone. I'll bring to us some comments from the audience okay. because as, as we are having this wonderful fantastic conversation and they're also are having their own conversation and i i will guess that most of them you know or franco uh, follows franco okay so uh, we welcome them as, 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 uh, 
Spirits Dancing, Kim Atkins, and their um, River Wellness. Even their names are awesome, you know? At least even the labels, at least you, you, we have the power to change all those labels. And uh, like she says, comments like, oh, this is brilliant. And Kim said, the moment we get to certain vibrations, none of these things have power over you. And now is the time to do what we took physicalities to do. Yes. And said, Franco is on fire. <laughs> and uh, totally. So we appreciate all of you for being with us. And please keep sharing this now and later on, okay? And uh, again, thank you for all your high frequency vibrations because that's all that we needed. And so I always, I like Franco, the way you use the word playground, embrace, and because in playground, it, it just, it's nice because we remember our childhood, our youthhood, or our, our being in that fun mode. So I always think about the children in this situation. But what I understand from you is that uh, these things, we all came here. And so I believe the children too chose to be here, chose mm -hmm. their parents because they want to be in the playground. So at this, at this moment, I guess it's a good reminder that we don't have to worry so much. But can you share any recommendations for parents at this point who might still be worrying, who may not, you just, just see, just whatever you can share to uplift them. Yeah, I mean, this whole idea of worrying and being concerned about your kids, that you have to train or, or teach your kids and so forth, that's all that inverted matrix. Really, a child and a mother, a child and a father, they're equal, okay? You have to understand, you're talking about a physicality that has 15,000 years of experience, okay? It doesn't matter how small the package is. It's all the same. You're talking about, yes, yeah, so it goes through the process of learning how to walk, talk, do whatever it is. But you're talking about a human entity that has been incarnating in multiple physicalities, male, female, in different parts of the world, in different races, whatever. 15,000 years of experiences. This is why one of the, sometimes the kids, you see the kids that have great skill sets like they can play the piano, music, uh, science, or whatever else, and they're little people. And you say, how could they know all of this when even our current scientists don't know, right? Because their human entity has maintained all of those years of experiences without all the filters and have, have brought it over because they are going to play an instrumental role of that. And then they have a multidimensional soul. That multidimensional soul has lived on different dimensions, on different planets and different physicalities. And that makes the whole combination of this, what we call representation. So it's coming through the parents. So the thing is what I see to parents, and I did this through my own kids. I've always said to them, we're all equal. We're together. We're learning from each other and we're kind of reminding each other. That's what we're doing together. We came here to play together. And you, the child reminds us how to play. A child reminds us that 
we don't have to get so lost in the game of life and worry and concerns and so forth. This is why kids are playful. This is why kids are imaginative because they didn't dwarf their imagination because of all the conditioning. And a lot of them are resisting it. A lot of them are resisting it because they don't want to play the game. You know, it's not appealing to them because it's very low vibration. This is why they're not saying, oh, I want to, oh, I got to go to school and I got to learn this because I got to be a, a, a successful this or that, whatever that may be. They're not that. So that's only one part. The other part is that we're all equal, powerful beings and creators. A child and an adult and anything in between, doesn't matter what sex, what or whatever you want to call it, all have full navigational capacities. Meaning, a child will have whatever experience that they choose to have. A parent cannot change it in any way, shape, or form. You can create the illusion I have to protect, but the child doesn't matter. I'm sure anybody that's been a parent you could try to protect all you want. And if they want to get have the experience of what people call hurt or experience of doing something that you wouldn't find acceptable, they do it anyways. I use some examples. When I was when I was a young person and I had little kids, I had one daughter at the time. She was the first one. We were living in a neighborhood that was the last place you want to live. One neighbor was a... a, a, a Hell's Angel, and the other ones were uh, known criminals around the world. And I was in the middle in this house. People were saying, why would you come and move here with a child and whatever else? And I go, they're just people, right? Their kids, there were kids, not many, but they were running around crossing major streets. You would think a parent would, would drop dead looking at it and say, that kid could get hit by a car, killed instantaneously, or really injured really badly. These kids were running up and down the streets on a main street. Never an incident, ever. Some of the parents on the neighborhood that were further down the neighborhood were so protective, they were the ones that ended up having challenges. Because the child said, you know, I want freedom, but I don't need to have that experience. And my parents don't even recognize it anyways. They don't care. So I don't have to play that role for them. So the thing is, allow your children to be themselves. You're going to have a communication. Like I used to say to my kids, hey, kids, you know, um, either my daughter or my son. I said, okay, listen, if they said, I want to do this, that, I said, okay, why do you want to do it? Well, I want to do it because of this. Okay, so that's agent. Oh, dad, do I have to go through this? Yeah, let's imagine you doing it. See how it feels for you. Get a feel for it. See how it feels. Is it something you really want to do or you just imagine that you want to do it? And then they would do it. Sometimes they would say yes, sometimes no. Then, yeah, you know, it doesn't seem that interesting. Okay, great. They would make whatever choice. There were occasions. Uh, they would say, yeah, I still want to do it. Okay, go ahead. And they would have whatever the experience that, that was. Sometimes the experience was less than favorable. But that was okay, because then when they came back, they say, hey, okay, so how was your experience? Well, it was like this, Dad. I go, cool, you learned something from it. Fantastic, great experience. I never said, I told you, so you shouldn't have done that or anything, because I never did that. What happens? They became self-aware, they became self-directive, and they were, 
now, and plus they had no problems communicating. They would tell me whatever they were thinking or whatever they felt or whatever it was. And I never said, oh, you shouldn't think of that. And they go, well, that's an interesting thought. What, what does that mean to you? How does it feel to you? Whatever it is, right? So they became free thinkers knowing that they had the capacities to decide their life. And that's the thing. So for parents to realize that there are a lot of times, you have to understand, some of these souls and these body, little bodies are more advanced than the soul of the mom and dad, by far. Some of them are star seeds. Some of them are, you know, tuned to come and play a very specific role. And you can't tell them. Like, you know, when my parents, you know, I'm, I, I'm not putting myself in levels or anything or because there are no levels, but we're just in different. I had a really deep understanding. They didn't, but they were telling me to live life a certain way. And I kept saying, mom, it doesn't make sense. Even with the religious stuff that Carl made me appreciate, you know, saying, well, you know, God this, God that, whatever it is, you know. And I remember throwing a couple of little quickies to her and say, okay, mom, well, God created everything, right? Yes. Okay. Then there's good and evil. Like you keep saying, there's good and evil, right? And there's the fallen and whatever, right? And, and she said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I said, well, let me think here for a second. If God created everything and then there's good people and then there's bad people, did God make a mistake and make bad people? And then only made uh, was a good manufacturing of the good person. I said, like, if, if we had a, a car that broke down and I brought it back to the manufacturer because they made it defective, I would say back to the manufacturer and say, hey, you, you have a defect. You better fix this. So, mom, is, does that mean that I go to God now and say, hey, you made some pretty bad uh, people down here. You really screwed up here. I think you should take them back and fix them all up and bring them back down. But it didn't work that way. So, you know, the reason, the point is, I had that type of conversation only for the fact of stimulating. But for her to tell me this is the way it worked, it didn't gel with me. I stayed hard and fast with that, for sure. But the kids today and the kids anytime, even us, if you really look at your life, the, the reason we, we want to play evenly with our kids is because, we first of all, we want to learn how to play. But they have a lot of things that we may not be aware of. And we may have things that we're aware of, but not rules. Like I used to tell the kids about the rules. I say, hey, look, the world has these rules. They're fake, but everybody seems to make it real. So you have to understand that you may have to dance between all of that stuff, but always know there are no such things. And these so-called authorities, it's all fictional, all self-appointed, made up. There are no authorities. But, you know, they're going to come that way and they're going to play that way. So just realize that they, they come that way. You don't have to give a power, but then you may have to dance around it because, you know, everybody else is still enforcing it. So this is the thing. So what I say to parents is allow the kids to be themselves. Don't try to mold them all into going into obsolete world because the world is obsolete in what the educational system is, what you brought in. And you have to understand what you've experienced in the past was all in that inverted 3D. Why would you want to plug that into your kids? 
when they already are prepared to go into 5D and they're already emanating in that 5D, why do you want to give them inverted 3D and 2D and inverted matrix and all that stuff when they really came here to do something totally different? So allow them to be themselves. Communicate with them. Have an open dialogue. Don't see yourself one better than the other. When you see yourself as equal, you both learn. You both experience and grow with, with each other. That's what I can fantastic. say. Thank you so much. That's fantastic reminder and ad advice, all the good words. And um, so let's go to the adults. So most of the adults now seem to be throwing words like chakras. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know um, what are, if you can speak on the chakras, is there such a thing as their original chakras and there's like, the additional chakras that are just used to plug us in. Yes. Um, the chakras in the original design did not exist. There was only the one, and it's not even a chakra. The whole body made up the chakra, okay? When the inverted stuff got in to create fragmentation, one of the things they did is they divided the chakras. So the chakras have now independent communication skills. So if you're talking about the root chakra, the root chakra is the communication channel to Gaia and the sentient beings on Gaia. This is why when you're grounding, you're grounding with the root chakra, okay? The, the so-called sacral chakra, that was the chakra that communicated with other physicalities and created a sharing of it and producing other uh, uh, other physicalities. But that chakra is always alive or active, I mean, and there's a communication from bodies to share experiences, to share, uh, you know, different consciousness from a physical perspective. When you're talking about your solar plexus uh, chakra, that is your human entity. That's your human soul. That's the soul that only embodies on planet earth. So you're now tapping into the consciousness of humanity. That means of all incarnations and all incarnations that it may have had. So the gut feel is when you're tuning into that chakra and that chakra communicates um, through uh, the experience of the human. When you're tapping into the heart chakra, that is connection to your soul, your multi-dimensional soul. That is but that connection is also to your twin soul, your connection to your soul family, your over soul, and so forth. So that is that connection. So that is the communication yeah. channel for that. It feeds back and forth. You're getting into the root of what you call the throat chakra. That chakra is a, a communication through sound, creating vibrational, and it actually alters your reality to a certain degree of what... Um, so the sound creates. Sound is the part that communicates with the field around us to create form. So our words actually create and alters perceptions, alters what we use also in consciousness. The third eye, you know, the, uh, that chakra there communicates with other souls, either on this dimension or this planet or multiple other planets. Now, this chakra also allows us to see the parallel world and also allows us to tap into it. Now, that one is, is, doesn't have full access to it only because it would be too startling for us because we're not used to using it full because then we would see layers and seeing other, other realities in, amongst 
realities. And then you would see things that you normally wouldn't see, which eventually you will activate more. And we are activating more. The crown chakra is where we're receiving source codes, source energy, and it's our connection to source, which is that whole unit one oneness, but it's also a uh, spirit source, the, the creator source. Originally, there wasn't these segmentations, these fragmentations. It was one. You were connected all the time on all aspects. So you would be able to communicate with everything without creating individualized <laughs> channels. That's the thing. So as we're progressing, those will all merge and, and no longer exist as fragmentation so that we are fully uh, connected all the time with all levels and we can activate how much we bring in at any point in time without having specific channels. That's the thing. So each of the channels are rotating a certain speed and, and certain rotation, but because it allows uh, uh, um, certain individualized channels coming at different times because we got so conditioned to only get a little bit at a time uh, rather than having it fully open. So that's that's the, um, the the chakra parts. And the DNAs, of course, if you're looking at that part, that's all another segment of communication. So like I was saying really in the beginning of this is that the, each, each DNA is connected to a species, but also their advancement. And that communicates with us and also enhances how we experience our physical form and so forth. Um, those were there. But the thing is, it's experienced as a whole. So that communicates directly with our our, uh, our sentient uh, body or what we call our innate consciousness of our body. And that's also related to our human entity. It's related to our multidimensional soul. And then, of course, all of that combined creates what we call overall consciousness or the mind. It's considered the mind. The mind is not in our head. What we have in our head is the brain. It's the computer. The left brain is the part that makes us see reality, or in this case, create, uh, converts codes and light into form. And uh, the right brain is actually receiving information from all the sources, from the body, from the, the human entity, from the soul, and uh, creates, uh, that's the imaginative part, that's the imagination. Kids come with that turned on really powerfully. Um, and this is why they're very creative, very imaginative, and they have no limits, They they don't see Oh, I could do this and I can't do that. What do you mean? No, you know, to them, everything is possible. Let's do it. Let's play, right? Um, and so we we shifted everything to more uh, with the conditioning and everything else to the left brain, which is basically, um, that's where the ego resides, by the way, the software in there. But also at that point, everything is rigid. Everything is form and that's all that exists and everything moves slowly. And um, because there is no time, there is no space. Uh, it all exists in the same field and time is just a reference point of change, but we applied it so that we had a measure that we created and so forth. So that's kind of the, the chakra part and also the DNA part. So we're, we're really, we have a lot of different powerful connections that we're just bringing back online now. Okay. And this would be my, my last question is since you mentioned the, D, uh, the DNA and the ego, there's a lot of teachings to kill the ego, kill the ego, get rid of the ego, get rid of the ego. Is there, so what, where, what, what is the role of the ego in all of this, in, in human experience? Because yeah. I, yeah, I heard that the ego is part of the in epigenetic overlay and that if we kill it or if we get rid of it, then there's no even, that's also part of the on and off button 
that we have to use for the, you know, our human experience connecting to the source. Yeah, that's not true. Um, the thing is, the ego is a software, and the software is uh, designed to uh, sim stimulate polarity, false uh, false evidence of yourself, uh, in in a sense. The the ego will create different personas of yourself. It doesn't relate with your. So the stage of it is the ego evolves to a certain degree and it evolves to a sense where it actually steps back more. It's not about killing the ego. It's to recognize what it provides and then making it obsolete because, again, it creates restrictions. Egos create restrictions. The ego is going to say, you're a physical body. You are grace. You are a female. You, this is the role you need to play. You need to be liked by people. You need to take on this career, whatever your career is, you're a quantum healer or whatever it is, and, and, and all of that. And uh, you're fragile. People can hurt you. Uh, there's good and bad and right and wrong and all that stuff. It, that's what it operates on. It operates on the inverted matrix uh, fundamental. So what happens is it becomes obsolete and then we don't use it anymore. So it be, basically, when you get to a certain higher vibration, it can't function anymore. So it just stops being there because the moment you label yourself on this or that, you've now made your realm of experience smaller, right? So it's like this. I'm going to look at this rather than completely wide open. The moment you say, I am this, then you've now minimized yourself, which is great to play the old game. And it was necessary as part of the old game to function. But the thing is now you're losing all of that. A lot of people, what, what's happening to a lot of people right now? A lot of people are getting confused. They're going, who am I? What am I even here for? What's happening is because the ego is starting to break down. Their higher consciousness is starting to ramp up. And now there's the conflict of saying, Oh, I thought I was this, but I'm not this anymore. And I don't know if I'm this anymore. I don't know if this has any value anymore. Uh, and then it goes into uh, the, the chaotic part of saying, who am I? Well, when you're in your higher state, you'll never ask, who am I? You're, you're a being of creation and you create. And the last thing you want to do is minimize yourself to only a certain type of creation. You want to be full out, full bore, open platform. Let me just play with anything and everything. Now, you're going to create a certain consistency of some sort, but it's always unlimited. So we're going from a limited state to an unlimited state, from an unconscious state to a conscious state. And we're going through a limited, what looks like a limited world to an expanded world. We, For us to look at and say, well, if we follow the protocols that exist right now, change is going to take take hundreds of years, if that. And if we're going to um, do it in the way where we have to make obsolete and then bring something else and still co create the idea that we have to have an economy, we have to have systems, we have to have work, we have to, you know, when people ask me, what do you think of work? And I say, well, it's a make work project, really. You know, this whole idea of money is a make work project too. It's just to keep you all uh, bound up. The thing is, you know, we don't need any of this stuff. That was all plugged in. That never existed before. Not even energy exchange existed. 
Mm. As shocking as that sounds, because the fact that you are who you are and you're experiencing, you're already contributing to the field and the field's contributing to you. It's not like, okay, it has to be through this this thing, or we have to have an energy exchange, or we have to have a currency exchange, are we going to have any of this stuff? Right now, we're, we're coming more to that realization. Uh, we still give it power because we still, you know, are in that mindset, but that's breaking down. Look at it, anybody that does any type of work. If they don't require the, the financial thing to keep them afloat, they gratefully do it for free. I do this work all for free. You think all this consciousness I'm charging for? I'm, I, I do allow people to contribute and I do charge a little bit for the thing. And that is just to support us in while the game of life, we have to pay rent, we have to pay for the services, whatever it is. You're not paying for you're not paying for the consciousness. You're just supporting the the physicality to be here in a in a in a kind of a housing or whatever it is for the time being. Time being, because that will change anyways. Thank you so much, Jane. We didn't hear from much from you, so now it's your turn. <laughs> Thank you so much, Franco. Um, I I just loved what you were saying about money and how we prefer, like, I, I've even felt myself switch into just wanting to do what my soul wants to do. And it's wonderful to be able to play in that background or in that playground, like you call it when you can. So I just love so much what you said, and there's so much to digest and so much golden information there. Thank you so much. I wanted to ask, may I, just five minutes, what it's like to go on the spaceship that you visited two weeks ago. Just make us see it, make us experience it just a little bit. Okay, it's, it's actually quite interesting because um, it's, it's quite instantaneously uh, it happens. Um, it's funny because uh, just to give you an idea, you go into an altered state. And it could be a sleep state. It looks like a sleep state. You go into the altered state, and before you know, you're right there. You're there. So this, you're inside the ship. You're around uh, the beings that are there and so forth. The, the last one I was there, they were actually working on me. So there, I was on a table, not anything that we know of as a table. It was a, it was a, a platform that I was uh, lying on. And uh, it didn't have. It had other labors that looked really technically advanced, but there was nothing like what we refer to as technologies. But um, so we're, you know, you appear there, and then you can, you know, they. In this case, they were working on my physicality. They were making some adjustments to it, uh, and and it was. I didn't ask them for it. I, I mean, I did ask uh, different times. They said no, we can do anything right now, whatever. So all of a sudden, it, it showed up in that regard. So, they, you know, you felt the energy. But the thing is, when they were done with one phase, it was like all of a sudden I heard a boom noise in my head. Instantaneously, I appeared on my bed. And it was almost like, oh, I'm here. Okay. So I would get up, go to the bathroom, do whatever else. I go lie down and go into that old state. And before you know it, I'm like, I appear on the, on the ship again. You know, things of that nature. So that was the last one. The ones before that, it's same thing. It was just, I would appear there. And I'm amongst them, and they're showing me their technology. They're showing me what they're doing. Then we would go into kind of a, a boardroom, but it's not really a boardroom like we envision it, you know. And then, you know, they're on a screen, and it's not a screen that exists. It's, it's almost like a, a, a wave that you can see what they're focusing on and what they're, they're, they're showing you. And uh, they're showing you, you know, what, what 
they're doing and so forth. And then in that, they can also pr project a simulation where you can see uh, if they make a certain change, how humanity would respond as a collective, what would happen on the earth. And they also have instrumentation. And it's interesting because it's nothing that we uh, normally see, but they can see where the vibrations are and if there's any alterations that happen, should something be applied? And this is why they will intervene or boost a certain area because when they're scanning it, and like I was saying earlier, it's a council, but it looks like liquid. You're looking at a gel liquid that you can see the earth with and you can see what's going on. They can zoom into it and whatever else. Um, so it's like a liquid screen, but it's not like little panels. It's like full consoles and whatever else and 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 even communicating with with uh with the with the technology there you you're just basically saying okay i'd like to see what's happening in say in europe for example right and and it's all it's all they pick it up on your uh, telepathic part you're not actually saying any words right so telepathic I, I wanted to see what it was like in europe before you know it, you can see europe and it can zoom into the areas and it can show you what's what's going on there so and, and if should they get any feedback, you know, they're communicating with you and say, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, how have you noticed the last uh, waves of energy with the people that are there? How are they responding? I mean, we're looking at from a bird's eye view. They don't quite use the bird's eye view thing. We're looking at it on a, on a, a broader perspective. You can feel people. How are you feeling it? Are, are they, you know, and, and there's that type of um, communication. The ships are all different. Uh, some of the ships are really like, they look like major cities, okay? They're huge. Nothing of our cities, of course. But, you know, they're 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 huge, right? And I've, I I can't say I've been brought through the whole thing. I've seen certain ones. That, some are elongated. Some are, are more rounder or uh, oval or whatever. Um, but, you know, th there's they differ, and each one's doing different uh, roles. The ones that we've been seeing more of, they make themselves more present. They're quite small. They're smaller, smaller uh, subships uh, that uh, that uh, come around, and uh, they're making themselves more available in the sense of more people, so that they get more comfortable with it, and it it um, uh, it emphasizes the disclosure. And when I say, I mean disclosure, meaning that hey, you know. They do exist, first of all. Second of all, a lot of the stuff that you know we've been playing was you know um, fabricated in a, in a sense of creating restriction and so forth. But um, the energy feels really good there. Uh, the physicality, sometimes the physicality has more of its capacity to sense and other times a little less depending on the ships. Um, so like I was saying, the last one I went in, my full physicality was there. Like I didn't leave anything on the bed, for example. Uh, other times there's two of me. It's almost like there's a version of me that appears there and it is an inform, but there's still a remaining uh, template there. Now, when I used to do that and I lived with partners uh, and if we ever shared a bed, um, they used to get spooked by it because they would see me almost in a dead state. I would not move. I wouldn't barely even breathe or anything of that nature. Um, so my two ex-partners that I had uh, didn't like the experience. So they didn't want to be part of it. Um, the partner I have right now doesn't, uh, She's she was more comfortable 
Kimberly. She's more comfortable with it. But then we don't sleep in the same room anyways because it interferes with the energies of what I have to do and going in and out. So it just makes it uh, easier in that that respect. So yes, so sometimes you're, you're um, reprojecting. Now, when I've gone to other planets, I'm, I'm really pushing this here for you guys, but when I've gone to other planets, you actually, um, you can project a physicality that replicates to a certain degree um, what they look like but you're more transparent though. So um, you can sense and feel where they're at. There, I've been on some other, say a, the Syrian planet. I came with this form, not in the solid form, but in a holographic, uh, more translucent form. And they were a lot smaller than I was. So in fact, you know, they um, they were looking up and, and it was amazing to connect with them and so forth. Um, so I'm just giving you tidbits here because there's, you know, I could unpack this and this can be a whole show. But I, I I don't put too much emphasis on that because then people get lost in that game. And really, we need to look at what's really happening here at this point in time, even though they are part of it and they are involved with us. But, you know, we don't want to lose perspective because I remember years ago, I used to have uh, groups where we talked about what they used to call UFOs and aliens. And what happened is that that's all they wanted to know. And this is where we're going. But at the same time, they were disregarding the changes they had to go. For example, uh, some of the sightings where they actually landed, they had to go through a preparation for that. They had to change their diet. They had to change what they were focusing. They, they had to de detach from watch, watching medias and whatever else because it all lowered their frequency, drinking alcohol, whatever else. They had to get into that. And then they had to go through a process of opening their mind to be able to see it. So there are people on the planet here that have actually seen them land and communicate back and forth um, throughout, the, uh, throughout the planet at this point. So, uh, but that's okay. I've said too much about that, so I'll let you lead the way. Oh, that, a question from the audience. They asked, have uh -huh. you ever been able to take a guest? And uh, one final question from Grace. Mm -hmm. How do they see the future of the planet? I think you've kind of answered that, but and then we'll wrap it up. That's from a guest. So also, what, what do you see the future of this planet? Yeah, so my brother sister souls, uh, which are all your brother sister souls too, don't think that you know they're my uh, my my team. Um, I I work with them. Yes, I call them my team. Um, there are some people that are uh, that I've worked with that are um, very uh, visual. They can see things. So whenever I used to have my workshops, they would appear. You know, so uh, I remember the one guy I was working with, he he had his third eye a little bit more open and he was able to see them. And uh, he goes, do you always bring your entourage along? You know, your, your team's all here. And and I go, well, yeah, they always come. To, you know, most people don't see them anyways. But uh, so they, as to the answer, they see something really amazing uh, unfolding. It's not... A demise that was an option at one point and say do we have a crash and reset and retool again but the decision was made no so they're doing their part a lot of us are here that are on on the same path trajectory are doing the same thing so we are um moving more quickly than ever before towards 
you know, really uh, creating a reality that's expansive. So yes, we're not going to des destroy ourselves. That's not allowed because we've already made the uh, conscious agreement. So the unconscious cannot, you know, affect the, the conscious at this point in time. If they want to leave, they can leave. No problem. How do I see it? Well, I'm here on a, on a contract. And uh, to me, I've come here to do a particular job and I'm doing the best I can with it, even though a lot of my work was on the back end. I see some really amazing things and how quickly we're going to get there is, is how quickly uh, we uh, get on board with it. And we are, we are, there's many more, more people. I don't feel alone. And when I say it alone, not alone because I was never alone because I've always had uh, uh, non-form beings showing up all the time and interaction. Even my guide was non-form, but at the same time, uh, but alone meaning uh, people understanding what I was sharing and so forth. Now more, I, you know, I talk more about it and more people are re uh, resonating with it. There, there's many people that already are making huge leaps in their lives and, and the collective and they're coming together to do things. So what do I see as an overhaul, uh, overall? Uh, amazing future, an amazing. And the thing is, the beauty of it, the future is not fixed. All timelines time collapse. All we are in a waveform. We're plugging in whatever we choose at any time. There's no restrictions what we plug in and don't plug in. So it's not like we had to go into the next timeline, the next timeline. We're in the most advanced timeline, but the timeline doesn't have any much of anything in there until we plug it in. And we're plugging in all that uh, would best serve us where we are choosing because we're choosing to evolve. Beautiful. Any anyone else? Let or shall we leave it at that? Does that does that include um, embrace? Should we embrace transhumanism? Well, that's an interesting experience. Yes, you embrace it, but the thing is, it's it's uh, it's overemphasized. It's not. Uh, it's not its natural design, but in, in its natural design, it doesn't really as, associate with uh, male or female or anything of that nature. Genders exist because it actually supports what we're doing here is in gender, but gender identification never existed. Of uh, saying, I'm this, I'm that, this is the role I can do and that I, I can't do or whatever it is. None of that, uh, I'm male and then fight to be male or I'm female and I fight to be female or I'm non-gender and I do this or transhuman and all of that stuff. Those are all different blends. Uh, the thing is, uh, eventually all of that will not be required in the same form, but be genderless at the same time. I have... I have one question because we talked we talked a lot also about um, the situation that we are a soul in this human in this body, mm -hmm. and uh, that all the genetic codes diminished our abilities. Or that, and the situation is so. The question is: Is there, um, let's say, is there a contract so where for example, if a soul wants to get here on this planet Earth, mm -hmm. in this three-dimensional situation, is there a contract of the soul to say, okay, um, make me stupid, make me diminish, 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 diminish my abilities in that way so that I cannot remember anything? 
Okay, this is how it actually works. The playground was, uh, because of its modification, was in a situation, if you're going to come here, one of the things is you forget everything or you forget a lot of it. So this, the choice that the soul makes is not saying, make me forget everything. It says, oh, I'm going to go play there. And one of the constructs there, one of the requirements there is to forget everything. So I'm going to go there and I know I'm going to forget everything. But I know at the same, uh, same time that I'm going to remember uh, along the way. Now, depending on the incarnations of a long time ago, they knew that that possibility was next to zero. So they basically said, okay, I'm going to go there. And I'm going to now that does not mean there haven't been souls that came on the planet uh, uh, that did not come with a certain level of uh, already remembering that did not wipe everything out. But they were also instrumental to kind of stimulate a remembering process. So it's not saying I want to go down there and I want to forget everything. If you go down there, this is the game, uh, the rules of the game or what what the consistency is right now. So if you're going to go there, you're going to end up losing it. Uh, for a period of time. So that's the, the really the choice it makes. It's like anything. Uh, if I'm going to give it an analogy or an example saying, okay, if I'm going to go play at a particular amusement park, this is what's there at the amusement park. And it's up to me to go to that amusement park. Those are the only rides available. And those rides may me make sick or may, may be very gentle or whatever it is, but I'm making the choice to go there or not because there are many other choices. So if you don't want to forget everything, you can take it on different forms. But the thing that's appealing here is what it offers here doesn't offer anywhere else. But where it offers somewhere else doesn't is not offered here either. So it's really a choice you make and say, okay, that's where I want to go play. Yes, I'm going to go there and I'm going to forget. And at the same time, I'm going to also remember and be part of it, especially if you're here now. If you're here now, uh, and especially if you're listening to this, you knew that this time was coming and you were interested in this time. You were interested in... Um, being part of this transformation of the human, transformation of the playground, and also to be an instrument of not only harnessing these higher vibrations, but also to bring forth these higher consciousness and to start altering the reality, not only your personal reality or collective reality, but the, the, the full planetary reality. And my last question is concerning the dolphins and the whales, because Kredo uh, Mutwa told... Um, in a, in a video that uh, the dolphins taught us philosophy and art and mm -hmm. that whales uh, gave us the explanation about God, for example, or the universe. Right. And what, uh, um, let's say it this way, I think that these, this kind of teachings were before the, the hybrid uh, races came. And uh, what is the role of of the whales and the dolphins today can they can they still teach us about the universe like it was 20,000 years before or 15,000 years before or has their role changed no uh, they still play a role uh, they hold the frequency and the memory of it and they will share it if you connect with them they'll share The thing is, when you get to a certain level of your own personal remembrance, then you're, it's not required any longer. They are kind of the teachers. See, the teacher is only required until you get you get to the level where the teacher's at or beyond, and then the teacher's no longer required. So right now they're still sharing, and they will for a while, 
but the thing is you get to a point where now you see each other if they're not the teacher anymore you're basically playing with each other and sharing amongst each other each other's experience because they have one experience you have another experience they came here to, and they didn't want to forget so uh, that was one of the uh, things that they came here they were brought in from another uh, another level of consciousness and uh, to hold not only their that particular frequency but also to share that consciousness um, to humanity but at some point you know they they their role will change they don't have to be it will be more okay now i can enjoy in the playground instead of holding just that energy because everybody else is coming up to that level and beyond thank you thank you so much i really appreciate it you're, you're very you. welcome well guys thank you for having me on and uh yeah, I think we broke your record of time there. We were talking about <laughs> one hour, one hour and a half, maybe two hours, and we're at two twenty-one. So I could keep. I have a lot more questions, but I'm not going to speak. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess we can always connect on another time, and uh, you know, uh, you know, expand it further or go a different direction, and so forth. Any any last words or anything what the what the any, do you have anything what the, what you want to share with the audience uh, for one minute well, what i can share with people um and uh, i'll put it on the on the comment section uh at on the different platforms if anybody's interested i do have a workshop coming up uh this weekend and um, it's it's uh, basically actualizing yourself in this new uh, realm, and it's a two-day event. It's live streamed, um, so if anybody's interested, it's available. Um, I made it so, and if you can't join us, you can get the video and audio recordings because we will video and audio record all of it, and you can use it at your own. Uh, uh, pace, but usually I love when people come together because that way we can do all the processes together. There's a lot of processes involved, so uh, if they're well willing for to to have that experience, now I've made it in such a fashion uh, where there is a recommended a price for it, but you can offer whatever you can. So if we did it this way so that we won't restrict anybody. If someone can't pay $197 American uh, Canadian. Um, uh, to for it for the full live stream, or the 127 or so that it is for the uh, video audio recording, you can offer whatever you want. And I've had people offer ten dollars, people offer one dollar. We have people that offered more than that, like three hundred dollars or whatever. We make it available for whoever. Um, this supports our work, supports us to do whatever we do. So that's available. Uh, I also have links to many other workshops that I've done that people can access at this point in time. But if people want to also access um, a tremendous amount of free conscious, uh, 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 information, I have a YouTube channel and Facebook groups, both called, and also Vimeo group, called Advancing Consciousness Series. That has... Presently, we're at uh, episode 69, but there's like close to 85, 90 episodes because some of the episodes were broken into six parts. Um, that is all free, all various topics, and they're available on YouTube and Facebook, uh, on, YouTube, on uh, Facebook group. Then I also have podcasts. 
So that's a little newer. So there's uh, 30 or so episodes of that, maybe a little more than that. But uh, that's also available on YouTube, Vimeo, and Facebook. Uh, Facebook group, YouTube channel, and uh, Vimeo channel. They're all called Advancing Consciousness Podcast. And if you want to join the subscribe or anything of that nature so that you get notifications time to time for um, different things that come up, you can join the community. The, you just have to go to francodinicola.com. Uh, I think we'll put the link for that too also in the comment section at some point. I'm flying solo at the moment. I, I don't know if Kimberly is even on, but uh, uh, I, I will put it on. Uh, so if you check the replays, they will be there as long as I have permission from you guys to do so. But this is all there. I, I just put all this stuff out to help people to remember who they are, remember what, you know, the, it just triggers their consciousness because we're doing this together, okay? My job is just to, to trigger this, this part that you already know from within and align so that we actually uh, accentuate and move things a lot faster um, forward in a powerful way. So that's it. Thank you so much. I really enjoy playing with you guys. You guys ask really good questions. So um, it always depends on the group and the questions, where we go and how far we go. So Jane, are you going to close it or? Oh, I was going to say a huge thank you. It was really fun and just so much golden information. You're welcome. From all of us. And for the audience. See you again next Tuesday. Our guest next Tuesday is Dr. Pilevsky. And I'm really hoping that, of course, Franco will come back again next time, whenever that will be the auspicious. Thank you. Whenever you guys want, just let me know and we'll, uh, we'll make the arrangement. But go out and play. Have some fun. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Franco. Thank you, Franco. Thank you. Thank you.